Kevin, you look like uh, you have a thought. No, I yeah. was, was going to try to to bring it back, but I was going to sufficiently give you enough air to hang yourself and mm-hmm. then bring it back to to Outlander. But there are, I feel like that first, I mentioned like, I think the last three episodes have a legitimate thrust to them, but like those first five episodes, outside of the Ian self-contained episode, uh, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, let's just introduce something and then either resolve it quickly or it's just really boring and you don't care. Well, so, maybe this is when we transition to episode two mm-hmm. because you're trying to tell me that corpse sits up in middle of funeral was boring. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Here, you know what? I don't entirely disagree with him. The right. gentlemen stand up for each other it, always. It, it, and I, I'm going to assume it probably, I'll find out because I think I'm going to end up, this is the book people will force me to read. But nope. I, I nope. think. Um, Not this one. It, it won't be this one. It comes across when watching it of like, let's put in something kind of fun. And it's like, meh. I, yeah, I it think I agree. It, it doesn't feel, I don't I know, to like me it. it didn't feel like. Maybe it's because I think you had teased it for a while, but it didn't feel to me like it was interesting. <laughs> it wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't really surprised in a weird way. It's like, it's like, I felt like, hey, here, let's do this moment of levity because we're going to be doing all this other stuff. But it didn't, it didn't, I just, I think I just kind of watched it happen and then it <laughs> happened and then I moved on. I didn't think about it again. Mm. It definitely, I feel like they played the like, it's a funny moment music like seven they minutes too soon. They did do a little bit of the punch but and kick and fight shit. Yeah, just but a little bit. It was like, but what are they going to do? Play like Pachelbel's Cannon and <laughs> I, I was probably more Actually, you know what? That would have been much funnier. Like, Corp sets up. I think the most interesting part of it was probably the, the Sin Eater was kind of interesting. Yes, I was obsessed with the that, Sin Eater. That thing is interesting, but the, as far as like a comedic moment or whatever. You're like wasted on me. Yeah, kind of. Oh, bummer. All right, bummer. All right. I mean, I just, I, I have to admit, I like any time that Roger is incredibly uncomfortable or in a weird situation. Great. So the first couple episodes of the season are great for me in that regard because it's all like, guess what, dad-in-law? I brought somebody new to the ridge. And Jamie's like, I'm sorry, who? You let who in here? You let who? That's great. right. He's the one that great. let Tom Thanks, Christine. Thanks, Roger. Uh, yeah, no, but I'm going to defend him on this. It's not like Jamie was like, here's a list of people you no, no, can't no, no, no. He doesn't, right. you're correct. He, I, he was not in the wrong. I'm just saying I enjoy when things make Roger incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. It's a, just a, it's a hoot every time. It is a hoot to see him be uncomfortable. And he does get a lot of uncomfortable moments. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that just kind of his like state of not, being? I mean, yes, actually, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Well, until And he, I, it's like Tom Brady forgetting his chapstick. Yes, it is. Oh, I love it. Please just inject it directly into my veins. It's great. Did you see? No, I'm not even going to do that. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, episode two. What yeah. Was? Uh, episode two, uncomfortable things. That, what was my, com- uh, my, is this where the Fisher folk come for real? And we meet, do we meet, uh, Tom Christie? Tom oh no, this daughter? is the funeral one and the boob magic one. Yeah. Boob magic. Okay. And, um, well, and, and, uh, Jamie begins work as an Indian agent. Oh yeah. When he decides that if he doesn't do it, fucking shit town brown clown is going to do it. So he's like, fuck it, is I'll that, do it. Oh, is that all one episode? I knew there yes. was the episode where he decides not to do it, but I thought it was a later episode where he decided to do it. This is when he decides. No, episode one is when he decides ultimately that he's going to do it. Episode two is when he starts it and he shows up and then, we want to have sex with you. Yeah. Oh, right. that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Great. Yeah, yeah it's, I don't know. 
I mean, there are... I mean, I don't love that either, but... I thought it was kind of funny, but it was because the women were choosing to come to him. Like, they wanted to bone him. Well, understandable. And I was like, just, that's n- funny. None of it... Once the situation... Once it was clear what that situation was, again, nothing surprising happened. Like, I, I, I could have, like... Just imagined how it would well, go. And it would, was it, it surprising like when he rode back onto the ridge and immediately had sex with his wife and said, I want to have my cock inside you? No, like, you don't hear that, that on that, television that's very better. often. That, that, but that's not the scene in the... In the, in the tent. In the tent. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's there to kind of lay the foundation for later on when he's accused of... Uh, from, you know, that obsession storyline where he's being accused of <laughs> having an affair. Um, or being, I guess, sleeping with... Mulva? Melba? Malva. Yeah. Mulva, like That's... vulva. Mm-mm. Is that her name? That is, is that what her name is? in the book? What is her, her name? Malva. Malva. M-A-L-V-A. Malva. Like mal, like, like bad, which is a little bit like bad va. That's a bad va. The worst kind of ma. I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the that's not the Brotherhood of the Wolf episode, but the but the one where he's the Indian agent, Grizzly Adams, is like an asshole, but then later on helps them. So I'm not sure what I'm supposed to. Allegiance is the name of this episode. Not sure what I'm supposed to think of Grizzly Adams, but Marsley gives birth. Ah uh, yes, Henri Henri Christian. Henri Christian. Was he? Wait, did Roger give him the name Christian? When he when he Moses him and he got him out of the river, or maybe because he was wasn't he kind of trying to prove something to those kids? The, I remember they named him Henri, but then Rogers like, let me just fill in the gaps here with a middle name oh, because yeah. for some reason I can. I think maybe he did do that. I think I, I think as that memory. whole scene started, I must have said Moses like five times to Kevin <laughs> before they actually referenced Moses, it. Moses, you impetuous so. fool! <laughs> uh, I like to imagine that after he got out of the river with the river baby. Mm-hmm. Roger went home and then had to pull leeches off his ass. Oh, uh, you know what? You do like it when he's uncomfortable. He's just really, it really brings me he joy. He just looked out at his breeches, then he looked up at Brianna and said, guys, <laughs> guys. Uh, recently, Neil and I watched, what is the name of the well, Channing well, she's, Tatum? She's referencing I know, ju- Stand By Me. Ju- uh, jungle. No, I'm referencing Stand By Me. You're referencing, jun- not Jungle Cruise, but it was the fucking Lost City. Mm-hmm. Weren't you referencing Lost City? No. I just wanted him to take, I mean, I'm familiar with the movie. Mm -hmm. I just, he was in a river. It was oldie times. Yeah. He, he was going to have leeches on his ass, and then he was going to have to pull the leeches off. I I thought you were specifically referencing Lost City. Lost City, that scene is Sandra Bullock, first of all, I know I'm derailing. Gifted physical comedian. I am derailing this conversation, but it is important to me. Kevin, have you seen Lost City? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Sandra Bullock is so fucking funny and has always been so fucking funny, but the scene where she is pulling the leeches off of Channing Tatum's body is great, and then when he turns around and shows her his dick and she goes, you know, you just just never know. (laughs) And then, you know. And then, you're happy. And then, I'm just like, oh, she's so... Uh, for me, the moment where I had that reaction, and I love that scene too, but for me, the moment where I had that reaction is when she's getting out of the hammock. <laughs> <laughs> Trying really slow. In that jumpsuit. Uh, yeah, that uh, But I will funny. never forgive that movie for not doing Oops, There's Only One Hammock. Like, they tiptoed up to Oops, There's Only One Hammock. They both got in the same hammock. Yeah, though. but then they didn't have to fuck. You're like, right. that's the thing. The, oops, there's only one bed. Only works 
if then they like have to snuggle for warmth and then oh, oh no uncomfortable right. you boner. Love a hoops, there's only one bed. Yes, yeah. that's her favorite trick. There's only that's, one bed. That's, it's that's the right. bed. I mean, it's great. It's it never fails <laughs> except for this time. Yeah. Why? Because come on, there was no way that Channing Tatum didn't get a boner when he was sharing that hammock with Sandra Bullock. That's probably true, but he also respected her enough to not. Oh yeah. Mess with her. Oh, believe me, I don't think he'd be messing with her. I'm saying Sandra Bullock was. Would, had seen that wiener. She's already yeah. seen the hog. All right. Yeah, they could die at any moment. Like, whatever. At any moment, they could die. But then she's still in the jumpsuit. Oh, so yeah, like, man. Trying the to fucking... get out of that jumpsuit in the hammock, which she'd have to actually get out of the hammock to take the jumpsuit off and then get back in the hammock. I think he'd rip right through it. Whoa. Could... But then that, that ruins the motorcycle storyline. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Pat. Yeah, you're right. All right. Let's return. Let's return. I did just have to say that, though. Yeah. No, yeah, I should Anyway, that it. movie's better than Jungle Cruise. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's because it's basically romancing the stone, which is a fucking hilarious movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's Allegiance. Marsley gives birth. Jamie, uh, two ladies. <laughs> um, and Roger pulls leeches off of his ass. And Ian makes up with uh, his brother from another, right? A little bit. Is yeah. this the episode with the drunken Scotsman? Yeah. No, because they haven't. No, th- that's later. That's when no, that's they go Grizzly back. Adams. Oh, that's when they go back. Yes, that's when they go back. Uh, so episode three, Temperance. Fergus worries about his new son's oh. quality of life when the baby mm. is bullied by superstitious Protestants. Claire performs surgery on Tom's hand. Yeah. See, that stuff's good. That, not the first part. I don't care. But the uh, Tom's hand stuff. That, you really that stuff do like awesome. the fingies. Yeah. This is, I mean, I'll always remember season six <laughs> as the fingy season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what you're going to remember? That's how I'll categorize it okay. in my brain. Uh, yeah. Tom Christmas and his Let's jolly claw. Let's talk about, um, I'm gonna, I can't believe this. Mark Allen Lewis? Mark Allen Jones. Uh, Lewis must be Jones, because he's Mark so Lewis fucking Jones. Welsh. He is Mark very Lewis Welsh. Jones. Mm-hmm. So Mark Lewis Jones. I, who, I don't know who this is. Who played Tom Christmas. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I remember him. So. Dude, that dude is Welsh as fuck. Gentlemen, please discuss what you think about this performer. Yeah. Let's, let's start in on the Tom Christie talk. I've been I've been going at it. You go for a minute. No, I want you to keep going at it. Uh, no, he's I, he's he's good. I mean, it's the I don't know. You get that vibe pretty early on that you're like, oh no, this is the they've killed off last season. Is last season when they killed off Stephen Bonnet? Whatever. It's like okay, now it's every two years we have to get a new big bad. So oh, is this guy going to be introduced? And then you realize along the way that like no, he's. He, he does a really great job of, of being like, I'm firm in my beliefs, except I'm being challenged to grow in them a little bit. Um, and that has me reassessing things down the line. But at the same time, there's probably some deep, dark shit we don't know about that family. Oh, I'm yeah. so worried about it. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty convinced that he was the one that lit the torch to burn his witch wife. Uh, you know, there's something going on with yeah. who, and I'm sorry, Volva, that was her name? Malva. Melba. So I'm concerned about who Melba actually was the father of that child. Yeah. Because uh, I think it's coming from inside the house. I do. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so worried because I like his performance so much. I find his character so interesting. I'm terrified that we're going to find out something completely irredeemable about him. <laughs> do you think you think it was him and not, his, not her brother? It could be the brother, but also why is he beating her with a belt so much? Like that whole fucking situation is already kind of irredeemable, definitely irredeemable by modern standards, by those standards at that time, I don't know. It seems bad. Uh, It seems like it certainly contributed to her fucking trauma. 
um, and the results thereof. But uh, but also, yeah, did, how much did he have to do with the burning of the wife? How much how much of the how much of the fucking folk horror shit that we're experiencing in this season is the result of his controllable actions? Damn, I am not going to spoil anything. No, spoil it right now. No, for everyone. absolutely right. not. Um, but I will say that. You're not wrong that Outlander has a knack for um, flipping the big bad, like rotating big bad. But if there's one this season, it's Lionel Brown. Oh, yeah. It's not Tom Christie. Well, I kind of feel like the big bad is now just building up to be the impending war. Well, yes, that's actually a better analogy. But if there was a person who's like playing the villain role this season, it would be Lionel Brown, who also, I mean, we'll get there when we talk about the finale, um, but who also I think is a more nuanced portrayal than say Stephen Bonnet. Is Lionel Brown the turtle man or the dead brother? Turtle man. Turtle, turtle man. man. Okay. Turtle man. Son turtle of man. Maggie Smith. Wait, what? Yes. Yeah. Turtle man is. Yes. And now think about his face right now and then think about Maggie Smith and you're going to be like, you see it in the eyes. Yeah. Murder turtle and dame murder turtle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks a lot more like his mom than her other son does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was that well, guy on Game of Thrones or what was uh, he? On? Lost in Space and uh, Black Sails. I think Black Sails. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Tom Christie, Christmas. the actor, <laughs> that you're appreciating him. You're appreciating mm-hmm. his work, but you're reserved on the character in general. Well, it's everything Kevin said. That I appreciate the fucking performance, right? The the writing the line because you keep expecting like him to just you know. To just go full antagonist, and he never does. Mm-hmm. He he's always like on that knife's edge of like supporting the people that have taken him in, mm-hmm. uh, versus like Kevin said, sticking up for his own firmly held or um, not sticking up for, but trying to impose his own firmly held beliefs on others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he rides into town. He's like, "You got to build a church," and they're like, "No, we're not going to build a church. We'll build a meeting room." And he's like, "All right, I'll take it." And then, I mean, like he takes Tom, it's Tom Jones, right? Like yes, she gives book. him Tom Jones, and he, I don't think finishes it, but he at no. least cracks mm-hmm. it a little bit until yeah. like it's like he very easily could have been like he could have just burned the book. Right, right. it's not right. unusual. Uh, oh my god, you have to stay married to him. I know. Oh my god. Okay, so oh. he, yeah. no. Here's the thing about what's the, new, Pussycat. Oh, uh, <laughs> two more. So two more. Uh, I because there's maybe, maybe Beatles songs, assuming he covered them at some. No, point. here's one <laughs> to prepare for the party we were at last night. Yeah, um, uh, which was Fraser themed. Neil, I want you to know, I was trying to find a specific uh, opening of Fraser Fraser in an ad that went with it, um, and I stumbled onto a musty TV ad that was Tom Jones. <laughs> dancing with the leads of various NBC sitcoms and going, what's on NBC Thursday night? What's on NBC Thursday? That Whoa. was, that really happened. <laughs> Man, the 90s have YouTube. been coming back real hard to me this week. Mm. Like anyway, all over me. Julie, please continue. Uh, I was going to, well, I was going to make another Tom Jones joke, but I don't think I can. I ate them all. Yeah, you ate them all. Um, so here, here actually is what I'll ask. So because you're, questioning his background or like how far his beliefs and everything go in controlling his actions 
And you're like, maybe he lit the fire. But then he literally tells Claire he knows she's not a witch. So I think he doesn't have that superstitious stuff. That's true. He makes a point of being not superstitious. But he does probably hate women. But I, I don't think that he believes in the, like, occult shit but he did see his wife hanged he did yeah. see a person he was married to hanged for this so i wonder whether or not he felt that way before and then after the event was oh no she's just a person yeah like there's very little i can say without giving things away mm. what i will say is i think one of the things that i like the most about the way that the show has depicted two of the three christies I'll say, mm -hmm. is that it would be really easy to get the vibe you're going for without actually being thoughtful about it. And that would have been incredibly frustrating for me as a person that is aware of the complexities that are in this storyline in the book. Um, and in Tom's case, the easy thing would be, oh, well, he's a hateful bigot, but maybe he's really got feelings. Whereas this, I right, feel like... with a heart of gold. Mm -hmm. Yes, but here it's like, they're letting the actor sit with things that he has always believed to be true and being uncomfortable and being challenged by them, but not being unwilling to be challenged by them because what he, he actually does believe in the truth. He's not saying that he wants the truth as long as it's only his version, which is something we see a lot of uh, right now. Hiram right? Crombie or whatever. Yeah, but he... Um, he really wants the things he says he wants, even if they end up um, contradicting other things he believes. That's yeah. my impression of Tom Christie. Um, he's wrong, but he's not... And he's wrong and he's stubborn, but he's not stubborn about being wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, yeah. how, that's what I would say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. My, my best case hope for him right now for the future is... For the future of his past is that we find out that he was beating Malva so much because he suspected that she and the brother were having sex and that the child baby was a child of incest. But that's like the why best I can hope. the brother? Maybe he but is and we just haven't seen all, it. All I'm saying is why I'm saying that's the best I can hope for. I don't mean that it's good. Yeah, no. I mean and that, also Alan Christie, that's his name, right? Yeah. I Ugh. thought it was Chris. Christie. Yeah. No, uh, no, that's it's Chris Kringle. Uh, a bridge too far. Chris Kringle, that's what. Did it was. anybody get my bridge joke I just made there? Oh, oh my god, <laughs> no, Julie, you know I love a dated political reference. I did do it though. Yeah, I rent. I went right for it. You really did. Um, um but um, Alan Christie, like, pfft, who cares? Let's not even talk. I, I, yeah, I never want to give any air he to sucks. that character. That's the the shitty brother. The brother. Yeah. Who we're introduced to, and he's already been a, a lying thief. Yes. And then we're like, ah, I get this. This guy's probably all and right. He's just kind of one-dimensional. Like he's he means bad news. He's like a simpering, weird little villain. Like I'm, the actor is doing a good job, but the character is so boring that I'm just like, I mean, cares? the way he held Tiny Coffin, like that. <laughs> that's when that's I don't know. That's when you and I were both like, yep, he's the dad. He's the dad. He's the dad. He did it. That's his baby. Yeah, yeah. he's the uncle daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the reveal of Tiny I mean, Coffin got so we've quite been, possibly the biggest laugh. We've been dancing. <laughs> oh, no, no. The reveal when they the lift, reveal was they lift a lot. real coffin and then there's Tiny Coffin. It was a lot. I mean, it, it was. I think they used the wrong timing. <laughs> I think they used the wrong timing on that. Moment. You could have done easily. You could have done a different shot to show that there was or another just had coffin him side in that by room. Side. Yes. Yeah. Instead of like the lifting and it's behind it, you could have like you know done it. 
kind of a, a pan from the side sort of might have been less Oh, yeah, comical. remember two people died? Yeah. Right, as opposed to, oh, this little <laughs> demon thing. As opposed to the in, Russian doll fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. In my brain, they were like, we're going to bury them together. So I assumed both were in right. the one coffin. And then they hoist coffin one, and there's tiny coffin. Tiny coffin. Yeah. Yeah, whenever you move a bigger thing to reveal a smaller thing, it's just... It's always going to be funny. funny. It's comedy. Uh, I'm sorry, that is not always true. You know what happens when you remove a wig to reveal a smaller wig? Just snaps, not laughs. I was going to say sheer excellence. Yeah, that's not funny. That's just... That's fashion, ho. But it's not tragic. But it's not... It is not tragic. That's true. It's not. It's the opposite of tragic. I would like to test this. What if... The performer has on a wig, uh-huh. and they remove that wig, okay. and then it's just the same kind of wig, but shorter. So it's like a tinier version of that wig. Mm-hmm. So the uh, wig good reveal. Good job. At that point, I think it's pretty funny. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Joyful. But maybe it's a, a little bit on the funny side. Same wig, yeah. styled exactly the same, just but smaller. smaller. That just is smaller. funny. That's yeah. funny. That's but also, but also fabulous. But also fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Also, also fashion. Gag worthy. Also, also fashion. It's I still have not watched. Ho. I still have not watched. Uh, Doing yeah, that, that when I get home. That line is not a, a spoiler. I know. I'm just telling you. Yeah, totally. I just for the listeners. Don't spoil. <clears throat> don't spoil it for me. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yes, yeah, same. Don't um, spoil it for me. So I sorry. Know I just, what the fuck we're talking about. So we've talked a lot about the men in the Christmas family. Oh yeah. So is let's it, talk about the old gal. Let's uh, let's to, get into Malva. You know what? Hold on. I'm gonna grab a non-alcoholic beer for myself. Okay. Yeah. You need you need to hit the hard stuff for. Wait. Malva. You get my boxed wine that just says Bandit on it. <laughs> about before we get to Malva because we're still trying to go episode by episode, right? So, because the next we're episode is in. Ian. So maybe we do Ian and then um, the entire Malva storyline ending out the season. Well, because we've got Ian and then we've got Flora McDonald, McDonald, McDonald. Uh, we have the episode yeah. where it's like, remember all of these people? Well, we have the episode where all the ladies got to the gazebo to blaze yeah. one up. Let's remember well, all these people. Yeah. Well, let's hit let's hit Brotherhood of the Wolf or whatever real quick. Yeah. So, okay. so Ian... nothing else about Tom Christie hand surgery, Sad Fergus, none, nothing there. Great. Okay. So Hour of the Wolf. When visiting the Cherokee, Ian encounters a man from his past who dredges up painful memories of his time with the Mohawk. Jamie meets an Indian agent who challenges his convictions, that's causing him to reevaluate. Yeah. That's that's, that's the Drunky McDrunken. Yeah. Um yeah, so this episode was fine. It was fun to finally get fun is the wrong word. Um, I was interested to finally see the background for Ian for what happened with him with his time uh, with the Mohawk. Um, it was pretty well done. It was tragic. Um, well, I mean, tragic. Yeah, it's it tragic. It was sad for Ian. Yeah, he's invited right? into a family. They kick him out. He falls in love. He's married, and he's just removed, mm-hmm. and he has no say in the matter. It's tragic. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say that at the end of this episode, looking at the season so far, my question is, what the f- what the fuck is the point of this season? There's like no, if something happens, it's resolved, or this is mostly a flashback episode. It's well, like, where is this? Season this sets going? up the cliffhanger for the. This sets up the fina- end of the finale. Well, because when the when the Mohawk come and re- save Jamie, oh okay, this uh, and 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 fucking yeah. Grizzly Adams is there for that too, which I don't. No, totally no, no, Isn't different it? person. Yeah, different. It's just they're are there both... two Grizzly Adams. Yeah, there are, they're both there just like short only guys with one Grizzly oh, okay. Adams, but neither one of the people on the show that we're talking about is called Grizzly Adams. 
Are you sure? Yes. Um, I don't think that's right. We hit pause on Amazon. No, it popped up. The person who yeah. shows up at the end of the season is the guy that Claire had to do surgery on at the party. John Quincy Myers. Yeah, John oh, Quincy Myers. The we drunkie. were calling that guy Grizzly Adams in a previous Dude Lander as well, and yeah. I got it confused with the drunk Scotsman. Drunky yeah. Mick Scrooge McDuck. Oh, yes. Angus, McFa- Angus McDuck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Angus McQuack. <laughs> I think actually. John Quincy Myers is oh no I got attacked by a man dressed as a bear mm-hmm. man bear pig mm-hmm. um, okay so yeah I, I generally like this episode I don't know if I have much to say about it beyond that what do you yeah. think about John Bell he, you know he's been growing with the show what do you think about that's Ian mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think he's I think he's doing a good job of growing in the show I, I buy him in his new part compared to his old part well I feel like for a while he didn't have much to do I mean his, his introduction he's he was kidnapped so he's he's a MacGuffin and I think that like now this episode is I think the one of those first times where it's like yep you're gonna carry the bulk of the mm-hmm. of the a story in this episode and he did a nice job you didn't feel that way about the gala shit Remember when he sh- she kidnapped? That's the blood episode. Remember? Yeah, but he's he was a kid. Supposedly, I, I mean, but he <laughs> we're well, going in the way I back mean, machine on this one. But yeah. my memory is he was kidnapped, spent most of the time on the boat. But you're not following him really on the boat mm-hmm. when he's a prisoner that's going to be murdered, so she could go through the stones. Mm-hmm. Not really about him so much as like he's a prop to facilitate her story. Yeah. So this episode this is, is different. This yeah. is him. You're leading the story. It's about you. You're going to have to to carry a lot of the weight of the episode. And I think he did. Did a nice job. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that this isn't about him specifically, but I, I did like this episode. I appreciated the spot it set, the where it sits in the story. It did make it kind of weird and awkward later in the season when he comes forward and says, oh, I slept with Malva too. <laughs> was like weirdly random and like not incongruous with this episode, but... No, it's directly related to this episode because he says it was the first time since my wife that I was with someone who seemed like that she know, actually wanted like, to talk to me and she was interested in the things I had to say. Yeah, and and then I told her I couldn't do it anymore because I was still in love with someone else. Yeah, but her? Hey, man, <laughs> her has a magical force. I guess. Mm. No, I, I understand. I understand. All that. right, just me? That's cool. Yeah. I can accept yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Her, her knows how to make everybody feel special. Yeah. And that is a that's a superpower. Okay, but mm-hmm. yeah. Anything else on? Was there another storyline in this episode besides that? That was when the um, drunky McFuckerton tries to shoot. And yeah, they, yeah, He knocks they, the gun out they of. They go full hand. Hamilton for for an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he missed his shot. Hmm. I've never seen Hamilton. That's like a <laughs> Hamilton reference, right? Yes, I know. It's because there's a very easy Hamilton joke you could have made there if you've ever made any effort to engage with one of the biggest pieces of pop culture in the last 10 years. Anyway, he, he, he did not throw away his shot is what you meant to say. But he did. Cause he missed. No, he didn't miss. He missed because Ian made him miss. Yeah. He missed his shot. No. If we indulge him, this will go on for an hour. <laughs> you know what? Fair, you're right. You're right. Point. Let's move on. That's a fair point. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm happy to live at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so it's Jamie being like, no, you're a corrupt piece of shit. So, no. And and then that, that then he reevaluates his Indian agent status. Right, because he doesn't Plus, he'd heard that Turtleman might, be, uh, might take that Well, that comes, that comes, yeah. Like, oh, that's later. That, okay. 
No, Turtleman, this is earlier. Okay. He he agrees to do it because he heard Turtleman might take this. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, okay, right, right. so uh, episode five, Give Me Liberty. Claire and Jamie experience the rising tensions in the, co- come on. Claire and Jamie experience the rising tensions in the colonies firsthand when they attend a loyalist event in Wilmington in honor of the Scottish heroine Flora MacDonald. Okay, so you get to see Bonnie Prince Douche with the bonnet on. This is Oh, right. This is Remember These Characters episode, because this is Aunt Joe. <laughs> Aunt Joe comes to town. Uh, uh, Bonnie Prince Douchebag, mm-hmm. Coin Face. This is, this is the episode where it's like... Remember when? Yeah, you guys used to like all these characters. We'll give them to you one more time, and that's it. And then people will go get high in a garden. Mm-hmm. I did like the Bonnie Prince douchebag flashback. That was that was super fun. I love the moment when she's looking at him and she's like, "Oh, really? Okay, mm. you suck. Mm-hmm. Let's get you off he was this not island." A leader of yeah. men. Yeah. yeah, which is really quite a sick burn. It is the shadiest of all. Things. And it's very Midwestern. Yes, it is. It's yeah. a little bit bless his heart. It totally it has big bless his heart energy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, is this also the one where uh, Jamie gets involved with the revolution? Yeah. Yes. Um, is and this then the there's one? the tar and feather attempt. He has the hilarious uh, pool yeah. scene at the end, the snooker yeah. scene, yes. where he's like, do you want to join? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Sam Ewan, where has this energy been? Mm-hmm. Forever. Bring it in. He was so funny. Yeah. Well, well they don't give him opportunities to do no, that. No, not really. Time. Well, he's he does kind of, this character is such, it's so... I'm going to get up on my soapbox here. The character of Jamie is so important to so many people and represents kind of this weird archetype of like masculinity and everything mm-hmm. that it's really easy for a lot of people to not pay attention to the other sides of him. Like how, what an incredible listener he is, what an incredible like translator of human emotion and like all this shit, because those aren't necessarily read as masculine traits, blah, 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 whatever. But which are all in the book. That's, this is all Diana Gabaldon on shit. It's, Jamie in the books is very funny. Yeah, and so when he does get a chance to be funny and is good at it, I'm like, they should do, they should do that more. Yeah, let, hashtag let Outlander be funny. I yeah, because it was makes a, was a season three battle cry for us. That's right. Hashtag make Outlander funny again. Because when no, he is no, it was never that. It was hashtag let Outlander be funny. Let I would never Outlander have made a fucking Mago. Oh, you're right. Never gross Mago. <laughs> but. In that moment, I'm reminded of he's gotten so much better. I like you say this, and I have an I actual. Just want it to be funnier. I have an actual thought on why that's the case, and I think that it might not be true. Go on, uh, and not in the way you think I'm about to make this argument, but I think that he now has the character of Jamie has aged to a place where he is not piss and vinegared. Jamie, where he's going, I mean, the way that the season ended, that's kind of what they're setting up. But he mm-hmm. gets moments now of he's a father Mm -hmm. so you see those moments now with him and uh fergus and you get wow this is a really great listener he's he's engaged he cares you see this stuff now Mm -hmm. but you didn't see it in scotland when he is like every 17 or 18 year old part that is written where he's just an angry man who wants to fucking fight Mm -hmm. you don't get that range and you get more of it now so i i sometimes challenge that thought that he is much better now i think that the character is written in a way that he has more shades to him than just i'm gonna go storm a castle and and fight uh because if you think about those moments earlier in the run of the show um when he's with blackjack randall and some of that 
trauma that comes after that, you're like, wow, this is a really great moment for him. This is something I didn't see coming earlier. It's because it's, it's not what he's pretty much forced to do by the storytelling elements of, of the show. Mm-hmm. That's huh. my theory. Guys, Kevin made a valid point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job, bud. Mm-hmm. Now let's all board. get drawn. We're both on the board now. <laughs> Remember when we used to gather and just get shit-faced at these recordings? Mm-hmm. I mean, used to. Cheers, <laughs> bitches. Drinking an Arnold Palmer, a diet Arnold Palmer. I'm drinking a bubbly, but I'm also stoned. I am now drinking a non-alcoholic wit beer. Which, Shumi, I can't wait for you to try this one. This oh, is I'm one waiting of... to open it when we get to Malva. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, like, does Malva take us into the last three episodes, like, literally? Like, yeah, I mean, just... we have obviously skipped a bunch of smaller Malva stuff. It's just that this is when, when we're going to start talking about um, the, big, the big shit. Sorry, yeah. before we get there, this is a question that I asked Neil, but I don't think either of us could answer because we just didn't care enough. One of those twins couldn't speak for a while, right? Like, one of those twins wasn't able to talk? Is that a thing? Um, there, yeah, so there okay. was like an inflamed something, something oh, yeah, situation she and she had to do surgery. Okay. Cause when both of them were talking, I was like, I don't remember this being right. Also yeah. one of them it was rushed. I feel, uh, is deaf in one ear because of the abuse that they suffered at the hands of Mr. Beardsley mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. from the house of horrors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the book at least talks loudly, um, but yeah, for the husband, double husband hijinks, they conveniently made it so that Keziah and um, that Josiah, did feel a little like rushed or forced yeah, or something. I yeah. agree. They with that. Um, they simplified that particular issue a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't need to talk about anything else in that storyline. Okay, other great. than both dudes can now talk. All right. Yeah, that's it. You don't want to talk about the hilarious camera shit. Did it ever make you laugh at how corny it the was? The hilarious what shit? Camera shit. Oh. Like when they would turn around and they would be walking away and one of the people would very clearly not be that actor. Like that shit. Oh, it's like manna from heaven for me. It just makes me laugh every time. I'm like, oh, come on. Why even put this shot in there? Like nothing. All right. All right. Malva. Here we go. So now we are in. I'm going to read the thing. Um, the world turned upside down. This is episode six. Mm. This the best episode. The episode. Of the mm-hmm. um, a dysentery epidemic spreads on the ridge, and Claire falls deathly ill. She is almost recovered when the Christies arrive and drop a bombshell. As nefarious rumors spread like wildfire on the ridge, tragedy strikes. Yeah, and this is the peak of the folk horror thing, but it has been building. Yeah, with her, with her, with her, just weird vibe. With Malva and Claire's weird like dissociation with the ether and fucking brown town ass clown coming to visit her too like, yes that's all part well of it. i mean i'm gonna go ahead and say this because uh i'm just gonna go ahead and say it so the ether thing has been what it's been all season it's been there's been good stuff there's been bad stuff but what well, it's all it's all been good there have been highs and lows and naps uh, yeah many naps um the one thing that i didn't buy related to all this is that uh claire is smart she is a medical doctor she knows, not only does she know how ether works, she invented ether, <laughs> literally. Um, so her thinking that she might have, for even for a moment, have gotten up and done all that stuff while she was high on ether doesn't fly for me at all. They have an entire scene earlier in the season where they knock out uh, one the of those twins, twins yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, Lizzie? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And they're all like, 
oh, completely immobilized. They mm-hmm. show they show you everything that refutes that scene, mm-hmm. and yet. And I we know she didn't do it. It's I just that she think thinks she might have done it. That, well, but matter. I don't think that she thinks that she zombie walked while she was on ether and did all of this. I think that she thinks that there's a chance because she has a dream about it that she woke up, had this confrontation with Malva, did something horrific, and knocked herself out again. Because she's so fucked up at this point. Like she at this point she has been she's, doing this. I mean she's hallucinating she's someone hallucinating who is all there. the time. She is like hearing the people whistling songs from nineteen forty five or yeah. whatever. I just don't uh, buy that, it. No, because that's the that's an actual thing. Because that guy Yes. Yes. What I'm saying is her existence. Yeah. But she has been, thought it was a hallucination because she wasn't sure. I, yeah. Like the whole thing is just that she's not sure. Because, I, I hear what you're saying. It just doesn't fly for me. It's think about this piece of it. She has this dream, like presumably when she's in the process of waking up from her Ethernet, right? And it's she looks out the window when she's conscious, sees Malva storming storming her way. It's like, nope, I'm I'm out. I can't fucking deal with this. Takes her Ethernet. While she's out, has a dream or hallucination of Malva coming in and they're having this confrontation, and she says she's going to murder her. And then she wakes up and goes outside and there's Malva's body. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely freak out that there was a chance that I somehow did that. If that was me. Especially if you're in such a, she's in such a fucking state yeah, at this she's point. Not, she's not stable. Like, I'm not saying, I think that your point about the medicine is, is right, but I don't think that she thinks she did it while she was on either. I think she is, I think she is suffering and she hasn't allowed anybody in to help her yet. And she is trying to navigate this thing and she is literally losing her mind. I I can see how all of that might lead someone might, might make it work for somebody. It doesn't, it, None of that makes it work for me. I mean, I don't think any it's of us are supposed to... It's a small point. The, the, her thinking she might have done well, it is also, a small point. Well, also, I don't think any of us are supposed to believe that she did it. No, I don't think no, so either. No, we're not. No, no, we're not supposed to believe that yeah, she did it. That's we what I mean, it's a small We are supposed to believe that for Claire, in her mind, the way she is right now, she might be confused. Well, especially yeah. because they've spent a whole season with the shittiest ghost on the planet telling her that she's a garbage person yeah. right like telling her that she's a terrible person casper the friendly ghost was in this season? yeah that's, that guy that's the shittiest ghost um devin no, sawa I, wants an apology devin sawa was only on set for one day madam um <laughs> <laughs> i i no i kind of agree with neil like if there isn't that if i as an audience member don't for a second believe that she actually murdered. I have a hard time being like buying into the like frantic nature of her running around screaming that she might've done it. I don't know. But again, it's a small, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail with this all because it's because I don't think the audience is supposed to think that she did it. And I think it's just a sort of a small part of her larger trauma that for for some time she thinks she might have. The larger, and that one thing I didn't buy. And I think, a thing that I love, largely love. I think the larger point is is that it doesn't matter what she thinks. It's what everybody else on the ridge thinks. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. So, I think it's both. You yeah. understand why it is that this... I mean, it's a horrible situation regardless. But it's made more horrible because she's already been dissociating. And there's this ambiguity. And she already clearly thinks that she's a terrible person. So now it's just reinforcing things she already hates about herself. And now she knows that everybody's looking at her. But it's also making it clear how easy it would be for even people who know and like her, not people who know her incredibly well, but people who know and like her, 
who are like, maybe she's a witch, but she's a good witch, right? Easy for them to, it's easy to understand why they would be convinced that it, that that's what happened. And to that point, I was really not looking forward to starting episode seven. Because oh, because we ended episode six with her elbows deep in <laughs> that woman's fucking uterus? Well, because what I really assumed was it was going to be everyone but Jamie, basically, up in arms that she'd murdered this woman and her baby and ripped it untimely from her womb. Well, um, episode eight. That's what happened. Yeah, I'm just talking about my experience yeah. of, of how I felt leading out of episode six and into episode seven. Dread. Yeah, I had a real sense of dread of how how it was going to be received and, and what the next, you know, or at least hour of my life is going to be like when I watch that episode. Right. So let's transition into actually talking about Malva, Jessica Reynolds, the mm-hmm. actor that brought this character. I think this character at first blush, <laughs> you, it's very easy. And Allison and I have discussed this to immediately assume that it's going to be one thing. Right, it's going to be the it's hot Wednesday. young thing coming in, yeah. stirring shit up. Here, here's Wednesday Adams. Manipulating, like, blah, 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 we're right. doing all this. But then it ends up being a little bit more interesting and a little bit deeper. Just like her father, there's something else, and we don't really get to see what that is. Mm-hmm. But it is, it, and the actress, uh, Jessica Reynolds, really fucking nailed it. Mm-hmm. So tell me your thoughts about Malva Christie. I had a really hard time. Christmas? Yeah, yes. Christmas. I had a really hard time. Not comparing her to Allie Larder in the movie Obsession. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. Have it, have it. Yeah. It's no. There's. The, I think the they try to bait and switch you, right? Like the, mm-hmm. Tom Christmas is gonna be the bad guy because Tom Christmas beats <laughs> his, his children and he's uh, his child. His well, child. Well, from what we've seen, I mean, I his child. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then, and then you think, okay, uh, I'm sorry, am I saying this right? Melba? Oh. She, she's trying to study with Claire. Claire Disrespect! Trying to teach her. So you start to think, like, all right, maybe maybe she's not going to be the, the big bad of the season. Mm-hmm. But, I, don't, I mean, I really, the, the moments where they start to, like, layer in that she's manipulating or screwing, like, ten dudes on the ridge the same time uh eh, i just didn't care uh i really it wasn't until that episode where she like walks in and is like that that guy is he put a bun in my oven uh what are you gonna do about it that kind of stuff that i was like all right now i'm slightly engaged in this and to see her to then go back and be like yeah all right she's playing everybody Mm -hmm. against each other for what end to to be with jamie to that's I mean that's Power. just and, that's and, just the plot of obsession and making the <laughs> and making the connection from seeing from you know the the fairy circle thing in the woods mm-hmm. and the seeing her fucking with the dead guy's fingers and then oh my god everybody got sick oh my god she poisoned them and then like not everyone no no, no. she just I, poisoned, I understand yeah, I understand yeah. but you know what I mean I don't see her dragging a a buck into the water to be like, this will get everybody. Yeah, no, she didn't do that part, but she did definitely take advantage of that happening to make her father and Claire sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But so a smart woman, a smart young woman in a time where she was trapped. Like a promising young woman? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Absolutely nothing for her. And so she decides to try to change her circumstances in the only way she can really 
See how? And then... I guess. It ends I mean, like I guess that's what it is. It just, to Kevin's point, like, you're set up to... What you expect is going to happen is that in Claire's tutelage of her, she and Claire are going to grow closer. She's going to start to see Claire as this mentor figure, this teacher, and she wants to be more like Claire, and that that's going to create a friction between her and Father Christmas... And that they're gonna, and that that's gonna be like this major plot point of of conflict between the Fisher folk and the Ridge, and then it turns out not to be what fucking happens at all. Which well, is except really that it's refreshing. an out. What does happen is an outgrowth of that. What does happen is because of her relationship, everybody believes that Jamie impregnated her, and then there's this whole thing that makes it way easier for those people to believe that Claire killed her. Right, but it doesn't end up being a conflict point with Tom Christmas. Yeah. Right, it doesn't because... Well, he knows. It doesn't become, you stole my daughter away from me and taught her to be, um, you know, a a liberal progressive uh, snowflake (laughs) or whatever, right? It It was, in fact, his daughter is murdered... And it still isn't actually a wedge fully driven between him and the Frasers. Because he knows who did it. Well, I think it's... What I think is interesting about it is the reactions, or the things you both described are a lazier version of the story would either... It would just be that Malva is blameless and she's just a smart kid who wants to do her best and she's got this piece of shit father. Or it would be... Oh, she comes in and she's the pretty young thing. And so she wants to claw her way up in the world. And so she'll do that by being a manipulative, slutty slut slut. Right? <laughs> uh, and instead, it's neither of those things and also both of those things at the same time. Mm. Because somebody can be intelligent and thoughtful and genuinely interested and um, have genuine admiration for someone and also be manipulative and secretive and terrifying. Like and she, those aren't mutually exclusive. And she sells the shit out of it. Yeah. That scene where Claire comes to the camp. It's and, my favorite scene of the whole season. And has that conversation with her. And the conversation is going one way until her brother comes out. And then she flips it all the way around. It's like, like it's so good and also so mysterious. Yeah. It, it, it gives you more. It gives it reveals more the depth of the character, but doesn't actually really give you more insight into her motivations. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Which is really cool. It It's like it reinforces how little you can be sure about which Malva we see is the real one. Which of the Malvas we see are the real ones, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, yeah. And, I, then I, and, then she, and then she's gone. And then she's fucking gone. Which I just have to believe that we will get more of that character in future flashbacks. I'd like if we didn't because I think it's really impactful that she came in uh, and then just blew everything up and is is gone and done because I know that I think it's the first episode or is it episode seven or eight that starts with a flashback of her testifying that it was Jamie yeah that's episode seven yeah and I was like yeah we don't need this anymore like let let this person be done like I understand it's a time travel show you can go back in time. They've definitely done that storytelling wise. Well, they'll show you I scenes that'll won't. inform it. I, I don't think they, they will either. I yeah. think it's um, no matter how good that actor is, right? Because sometimes I think in that first season they wanted to get Frank back, not specifically Blackjack, but like Frank, where they would be like, let's invent a scene with Frank, right? But I don't think that they would do that here. Well, and they wouldn't have to. Like there are still Frank things from the books that we haven't seen 
that, and also things that we can still learn because of what we know about what he knew about Brianna. Um, so there's still, there is still stuff that you could do with that character if you really wanted to, whether or not it would work, I think is another question. But with Malva, anytime she comes back from now on, you're right. It's going to diminish the power of realizing that, that this was very obviously a woman in trouble and she comes so close, or at least it seems like she does to telling Claire what the fuck was going on. And then it's just gone, and it was so close, it was right there, and then that chance will never happen again. Well, and here's a subjective in the books question. Yeah. Is the Malva character and her immediate storyline better in the show or in the books to you? That's a tough question. Hmm. Um, Maybe better on the show, and it's because Jessica Reynolds is so good. Because all the stuff we're describing also comes through in the books. Not being able to know what was really going on with her and what her intentions were specifically. Cause you'll obviously you're going to find out more about the situation, right? Both of the other Christie's are back next season for at least an episode, maybe a couple episodes. I don't really know how long they'll drag this story out. Um, but Malva, I mean, that's it. She's dead. You, there's nothing more you can learn. And the, the books do that as well. Mm. Um, but you also get more just because the books are also really long. So mm-hmm. um, I, if you had asked me if there was any chance that I would say I'm not sure a year ago, I would have said, no way. The show's going to screw this up. It's going to be infuriating. And the best that they'll do is okay. And I, the writing was better than I expected, but that actress, Jesus Christ. Killed it. And by it, the show, not the baby. <laughs> no, she didn't kill the baby. No, she didn't. But she was, uh, yeah, as Neil said, that scene where she just turns, it's so... That's my favorite scene of the season. The, so I mean, there's. we'll talk about the Jamie and Claire scene, too, obviously. Oh, yeah, we, we got to talk about that. Um, but that's, my, I've, that's the scene I've thought about the most since the season ended, is Malva and Claire at the camp. Mm-hmm. But also the scene with Claire and Tom in the camp is really good, too, where she asked for the stool sample. <laughs> well, that's the first uh, monk. Yeah. So, outfit. I mean, I know we've kind of gotten to the you know apex of Malva's time on the show, but we and we've kind of been talking about her around her or about her through the whole this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, for me, just as the the real really the locus of this whole folk horror vibe that they created um, was just amazing to me and was probably the best stuff about this show was all stuff that involved her and her storyline, her performance, the other people performing opposite her. Well, I mean, that turned it around for me. Like those last three episodes is when her story takes, takes the A story in those three episodes. And it's so much more interesting than like Roger being like, should it be a minister? I don't know. Like that, (laughs) who gives a shit? I don't do something, do literally anything. But like with, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't think I'm saying this right. Merba? Oh my God. <laughs> she, it, it, it is, it's just, it's interesting. Like things are happening and everyone's response to it is either interesting or like reveal something about them. It's, yeah, it, it gave those last three episodes an actual thrust to them that I feel like hasn't really been there for several episodes it, I mean, in the first half of the season or in seasons past. Mm. I um, want to document this. Will you, the two of you please hold this? Uh, it's a piece of paper that says Malva equals good. Wait, who's Malva? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hold, hold the thing, Kevin. 
fucking buttholes. <laughs> All right, great. Thank you. <laughs> Coming soon to an Instagram near you. What is Instagram? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah. like TikTok, but way slower. Malva, Malva <laughs> thumbs up. And with more shopping. Yeah. Jessica Reynolds, definite thumbs up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. actress really came in and fucking nailed it. And guess what I found out? She is on Dairy Girl season three. Oh, that's exciting. I cannot wait until I can see the United States. Who's with me? All right. Um, so wrapped up in the Malva storyline, obviously it's very fraught. She's moving things and then all of a sudden she's not moving anymore. <laughs> but there are two scenes that happen as a direct result of her that don't involve her. And they are both Claire and Jamie scenes. And there's the one in the stable right after she comes in and tries to accuse him of being the father of her baby. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite scenes in the entire season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's the season that Claire, the scene that Claire has with Jamie when she finally tells him about her uh, struggles and the ether addiction and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Where she actively becomes like really vulnerable to him and tells him what's going on. I don't think either one of these scenes would have happened, obviously, if Malva hadn't pushed this issue far. Mm-hmm. Because Claire, I think, if Malva had not been an issue, Claire would have just kept trying to pretend everything was fine forever. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. eventually right? she would have fucking spiraled, but yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about, it's a different time in their lives together. Obviously, they she <laughs> went back to the past to be with him, but now it's like settled. They, she's been there for like 20 years again now, right? No. How long has it been? Like five? Like, I don't even know what time means on this show. I mean, how old is Jem? Like five. Okay, so like five years. Okay, five years. But she settled into a life. I mean, and look I at those windows. I think he's younger than five, but Look yeah. at those windows. Yeah. yeah. There's long, a lot of windows. However long it takes to make those windows is how long. They've been there 40 there. years. But she, it, it feels like she and Jamie, and this is a point that Kevin made earlier about Jamie, is like settling into a, a, a more... Mature is the wrong word, but more adult, more like reactive phase of life where you, you're taking your experience and like using it as opposed to fighting about it. They're married. Yeah. Like real like married, married, real grown people married. Yeah. Real fucking partner married. And to be able to see these scenes, like do either one of you have any thoughts about those two scenes or did they just not jump out to you the same way that they did to me? They didn't jump out to me the way okay. that they did to you. I mean, they're they're good scenes, and they're like it's always good to see them kind of come together because that's what the point of this show is, right? That's mm. why she went back in time in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. So to have that, I mean, because I think a lot of well, no, she went back in time in the first place by accident, but yes, the second time, the second time was yeah. purely well, for if that. You don't date. believe in fate. Thank you. Um, so it's nice to get them in like a two-person scene where really like reveal some shit instead of the normal day-to-day conversation stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know. I think they're fine, but they don't. They didn't stand out to you. No. no. Well, Nothing about this show mean. stands out to and me. I think yeah. For better or worse, the success of the show is built on the baseline of how good the duets between these two are. Mm-hmm. Right? So those being good is kind of those being solid to good is what you kind of, I think expect for this show, because if they weren't, this show wouldn't have gotten this far. Mm -hmm. 
But that, so that yes, they were good, but it also doesn't surprise me. So they didn't jump out probably. Okay, that's funny. They surprised the hell out of me, but it's because a lot of the writing for the Claire and Jamie scenes has not thrilled me in recent seasons. Mm. But that I thought was really smart writing. Like really, really smart writing. The scene where she talked about all the different names for him boning her, that didn't, that's not good. <laughs> that's that's mm-hmm. not good writing. I mean, oh, boy. Um, it read like an article out of the back of <laughs> I did, you know, I did, I did really like her remembering seeing him and uh, uh, Milba at the window and then kind of, not full on accusing him, but sort of saying like that, that there was some of that was good because it could have, again, lazier show. All of a sudden we've got a rift between our lead, but between our lead characters. Right. But, um, but I don't know, but then with this show, you don't really expect that to happen. You expect them to find a, a, a solid way to work that shit out. I think, yeah, the strength of the show is, is the two of them against the world instead of the two of them against each other. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I can't think of, Right. It's like Idris Elba and Beyonce in the film. <laughs> no, obsession. that's, um, okay. No, it is. It's, it's, Idris it is. And well, Beyonce. I mean, she Allie Larder outacts Beyonce in that movie and yeah. we all know it. <laughs> I think it's like Idris Elba and Idris Elba's lack of genitals in the movie Cats. Mm. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Sonic 2. forever in your <laughs> mind. <laughs> also Sonic 2. Sonic 2, also Sonic lack of genitals. I was Sonic looking. 2, back in the habit. It's like, where's oh Knuckles' hog? Sonic 2. Here we go again. Um, okay, so. Yeah. We've done Melva. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, um, I, don't, I don't think I have anything else so to say. So the rest of this episode is um, the haircutting, uh, Brianna Spa of relaxation. Yeah. Well, we've talk- so we've talked about the haircut a lot and how much we like that, but let's go. You know, I'm just going to say this now. It's called a clear cut. The best. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. I think the absolute best uh, thing that comes out of Brianna and Roger in this entire season oh is just getting to see Marcy not give a shit about matches. <laughs> <laughs> I think besides that moment, I basically have no fond memories or hardly any memories at all of the two of them. Sexual stimulation with a child's toy? That's yeah. not... Yeah, well, you know. Bro, How bro, fucking bitch. stupid are they that, like, let's give our child future things as toys like get just shut the fuck nobody up nobody knows that's a future thing to, what do you call it? until Ooh, another room. fucking time traveler walks onto the ridge and says oh why does your kid have oh, an airplane shit, there be time travelers here yeah. <laughs> that's true well the airplane i agree but you could say it's a bird and and the room is just a car a horseless carriage uh-huh. a carriage but no horses sure mm-hmm. Once again, let's yeah. just wait for another. I mean, look, look how good I am at carving. You think I could carve a horse? The beetles are a bigger worry. Our kid's gonna get so angry at us. He's gonna run through the stones and disappear for. Oh fuck you! I could. I mean, you're worried about beetles. That seems like they're worried about lice. Uh... <laughs> as soon as this is done, you and I are gonna give each other haircuts <laughs> to see if we're we're related. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna comb for nits. <laughs> no, come for fucking uh, birthmarks. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Are we related? Mm-hmm. All right, so in episode seven, Six and Stones, Claire struggles with her demons as a nefarious rumor begins to spread on the ridge. We all Tensions knew- rise as the residents fear there is a dangerous person in there. This right. episode felt like a real placeholder to me. Like it was just waiting me to too. ramp up until them you know, I think we're in the minority, life. though. The, mm-hmm. the fandom really loved episode seven. Well, because episode six was so good. Well, I think episode seven is good. I just think it's, it's not... It, it's an entire like hour and a half of... 
we all know where this is headed. My hope that I was like, God, I wish this happens. And they kind of like touch it on the surface was that this was going to become a full on murder mystery. Like who is the killer mm-hmm. amongst us? And you have to call in. I am the greatest in detective in all of Belgium. Yes. So I was really hoping that did not happen. Yeah. And that's why it's unfortunately, um, it was fine, but we all knew that everybody thought Claire was going to be which blah, 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 blah. Like that episode did, was that? Oh my God! They're giving each other the Mason handshake again. What? That's just how we shake hands. Yeah, um, sure, it's just a normal handshake. No, I, I, to me, well, so the way that we were watching these, uh, we did episode seven and eight. Yeah, we did them out back. of order. We did them out of order. Like a pulp picture. We did episode experience. eight, then we went back to two. It was just a dumb idea, but uh, so we like did it. seven and eight together. So they kind of. Blur. Yes, into mm-hmm. one very long block of, of time in my life. Yeah. Come on, you weren't into the road trip scenes? I thought those were great. The, the, road the terrifying scenes? murder road trip? Wait, are you talking about Brianna and Roger's camping trip? Or are you talking no. about no. the... Blair in the sin wagon? The yeah, yeah, that's oh, episode would, eight. I would it? not call yeah. that a you, road trip. You said but... episode seven and eight blurring together. I was yeah. I was bringing... I, but yeah. when you said road trip, I was like, oh, there is, because Roger and Bri are yeah, on yeah. a road trip. Road trip. Yeah. This is, we're yeah, being no. carded yeah. up. Yeah, this is a kidnapping. To... Kidnapping versus road trip. It, the line well, is very thin. And we also <laughs> don't want to skip the... the um, oh. No, I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, the great uh, window explosion. Oh, oh yeah. Right. The showdown on Shit Mountain. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> when all your window windows mountain. come home to roost. <laughs> is this all the cat is in this show? Because I was sort of more excited about the cat earlier on in this show. And now I'm just like, so this cat just like is in like one, two quick shots per season. Well, and this it. season we got a little bit of Claire talking to him and Tom Christie trying to decide whether or not that would make it weird. It's uh, familiar, right? Yeah. It, it's just, it's it, it adds those a pet. It's expensive okay, to have animals on set. Great. There is more. There is more adso in the books, but mm-hmm. I mean, they just hard for me not to believe a cat is not hiding under uh, the nearest, you know, armoire or something in that whole situation, as opposed to well, just walking cat. through the glass. Yeah, so walking on broken oh, glass. We were so mad. <laughs> we, Guys, were we were so, so mad. mad about it. I'm still mad. Um, and I did like that scene. That is that scene seven with the the shootout. Episode seven. Episode yeah. seven. Sorry, the the, the shootout. That's the... in episode eight. Oh, sorry, that's the beginning God, of episode, episode eight. See, right, because really remember episode seven was just episode the long. Episode seven is at the end. He's like, "We're coming for your wife." Yeah, that it's one. just Claire trying Mer- to decide whether or not she did it. Coming yeah. for your wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I know you talked about it, but I can't leave here without addressing what a. I don't understand that choice that he. That Turtleman would finish every line and then just, like, just, I don't know, I wanted to shove lettuce in his mouth. He just, it was such a weird I thing to do. I think it's hereditary. No. Maggie Smith does not do that. You sl- I'm going to slap those words right out your mouth. I think it's a character choice. I think he's just trying to make him weird and gross. Well, it did, I mean, it made me want to smack him in the face every time. It works. That was a docile creature that's going to outlive all of us. I, well, that's all yeah, I could think of. Through evil. But you know what? I do like, it's something I like about episode eight on the, as Allison describes it as the fun road trip that they go on, um, <laughs> is that how it quickly doesn't even go the way that guy wants it to. And it becomes, they, oh, if there's no fucking magistrate in this town. And like all of a sudden it becomes like, all of a sudden now he's like in it as well. And he's got to manage a situation. I just wanted to 
piss off this guy and mm-hmm. maybe get his wife thrown in prison. And now maybe I've got to do but... paperwork? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. exactly. Yeah. But that was unexpected, right? Like, you know, um, that was... That was good. Speaking of unexpected, Tom Christmas coming along and weirdly like oh, obsessed with what's going on with them. I don't know anything about what happens in the books, but I I have some ideas. One of my ideas that he's weirdly in love with Claire. Like there's something there's something about her. There's a connection there. As a person, her intelligence, her frankness with or at just, least with these actors, right? These actors right. Before, have a good chemistry, right? Their and well, I, and they the characters have a lot in common. Right, and not Educated. in terms of their um, lived experiences, obviously, but they have a lot of similar traits. I think mm-hmm. stubbornness, stubbornness with yes. willingness to learn, um, hot temper, like all kinds of. But yeah. what, what Julie, you're, what you're saying makes me think of again this feeling like he knows more about what was going on with Malva's um, pregnancy. And, or that he knows that Claire didn't do this thing. Yes. Right? And that, that one of the reasons he's going... One of the reasons he's been way milder about the whole situation and now insists on going along is because he's ultimately hoping that she doesn't end up getting punished for this thing that he somehow knows she didn't do. Right. I um, just had a little realization about that flashback. Because... Which flashback? The very first one, the mm-hmm. Archmere flashback. Mm-hmm. Because... When, um, in the scene where Malva makes the accusation, that's one of, I think, Mark Lewis Jones' best scenes because he's, at no point does he react the way you think a father would react in that situation. It doesn't seem for a second like he actually believes it was Jamie. No. But it does seem like he expects Jamie to pay and I think part of the reason for that is he watched Jamie mm. step up and take the hit for someone to like take the punishment, even though he wasn't guilty because it was the right thing to do and mm. the only option. So it, it makes sense to me that, that Tom Christie would think, oh, well, okay, so Jamie's going to pay because this is what Jamie does. When someone is in a bad situation and they need somebody to take the blame, Jamie takes the blame that's what he does that hadn't occurred to me until right now yeah that's wow. see this season is fucking good there's yeah. a lot of shit to talk about this it's season it's a dude lander I- miracle <laughs> I got a text Amelia sorry Kevin <laughs> any last thoughts I, I mean I really? feel like you enjoyed the season more than maybe the last couple of seasons yeah just generally speaking that's cool yeah I mean I really wish they would have gotten on the boat at the end <laughs> Come on, you You must have liked that. You must have liked that cliffhanger, though. I really, that's what I love that fucking John Bell moment when he says, um, Uncle, we know where she is. And then boom, bullet through the hand, then through the eye. Yeah. Come on, you're a dude. You didn't like the bullet through the hand and then through the eye? I mean, but I could. You like two holes? Whoa! Damn, he can't even come back to that. I can't. I'll take holes when I can get holes. Uh, (laughs) uh, No, but I think the thing that I I wasn't crazy about the cliffhanger ending is that uh, to look ahead to next year's Dude Lander Mm. is it sets up an immediate kick and punch and fight start to the season, which I kind of was like, I think we've maybe gotten away from this. It's like, nope, we're going back to our roots. Claire's taken. We're going to go 
right into town, a kicking and a punching. Or maybe we'll just have a flashback episode. <laughs> I would love if it's a flashback and like King Ricketts showed up again <laughs> and just had nothing to do with the whole fucking season. God, I would love that. Yeah. Uh, it's Frank. Tw- it's 25 minutes long. Get the guy that looks like Gilf Golf but isn't Gilf Golf. I was, oh man. He'll be back. <laughs> Gilf Golf? No. No. The guy that looks like Gilf Golf. Ancestor of Gilf The guy that looks just like him. Uh, uh, Graham, Graham McTavish in a wig. <laughs> yeah, Graham McTavish in a wig. <laughs> uh, Not ancestor of Gilf Golf either. Ancestor of Roger. Oh, ancestor of Roger, but offspring like... Offspring of Gilf Golf. Offspring. Ooh, son or grandson? I think son. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of uh, get these family trees. I don't know this shit. You guys should get a tapestry in here that just kind of links it all. More tapestries. Nobody... Make that. Please do not. Listen, that Listeners, is... make that. Too, no, don't. That is too much work. That is entirely too much work. If you want to make that, you go ahead and you make it and you sell it to someone on the internet for many hundreds of dollars. If an incredibly intricate, detailed family tree outlander tapestry shows up at Julie's home... It's over. We will be very mad at you. Please, if you're going to devote that kind of time and energy to a project on that scale, get rich off it. Yes, please. Don't sell it. send it to us. No, bring it to the Take Oasis. Take a picture and send Take it to us. Take a picture and send it to yes, us. But and sell then sell it the for money. Yeah, and let, you know what? Let them admire your work. Yes, we want to admire your work. work. And maybe, you know what? Who knows? Maybe we would even buy it. And then if you want, you could donate the money to an abortion fund or something. That'd be great. But don't just make it and send it to us. Kevin, you can't give these people ideas. They're too generous. They are very generous. Listener, you couldn't see it, but the whole time, uh, Allison had her fingers crossed and she... What a... Anyway. The dollar signs in her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> money, money, Hell money, money. no. No. <laughs> No. Okay. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, we uh, we wrapping were wrapping up. Kevin up. was wrapping up. Final thoughts, thoughts, Kevin. Jerry Springer, final thoughts. Um, I, I do kind of hope that they don't. I, going back to my initial thought, I hope that the next season is kind of like in the sweet spot of maybe like 10 episodes, all less than an hour, uh, so that we don't sit through these like hour and 20 minute episodes. But. Still be still be more screen time than what we had this season. That's true, but I think it's digestible screen time. Okay. Um, season was better. Just do the whole season of like fifty TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I don't understand uh, it, but Neil, I'll do you've it. just invented Quibi. <laughs> oh. Oh. Give me my money. <laughs> uh, better season than in the past. Past couple, uh, at least. but I I do the best first... season since season two. I don't know about well the I... one in France. The fact that I can't remember outside of one of them was on a boat. There was a season with a boat. Season three was There was season a season in like Jamaica or something. There was a season called Culloden or something. <laughs> None These of that guys are morons. <laughs> I'm not endorsing uh, Neil's points there, but I'm also not disagreeing there was, with There Julie's was a boat, but a riverboat. But you're saying that this season was a more effective outing for you both. Perhaps it's it's recency bias on the last like three episodes because the first mm-hmm. half of this season, I there was times where I was like, well, I don't know what this is going towards. Or See, I think I am not suggesting that you do this. Please do not become alarmed. But I think if you were to go back and watch those first five episodes never, now, never happen. I know. I'm not saying it should happen. I'm saying if you were to, because you've been watching the show differently because. Frankly, the writing has not always been great the last several years. So you weren't necessarily looking for like intricate writing and character development. And now what you learn in those last three episodes, if you were to go back, I bet you would think that they were better than you do now. Not that you should. 
but or will. I'm yeah, not. yeah, shan't. Just just the book. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> oh my god. Dude Lander part two. No. No, no, no. No. All right, Neil, final thoughts? Dude Lander Redux. Um Yeah, I I think this might be my favorite season since season two. Um it just had a lot more shit that's more naturally in my wheelhouse. Uh with all the horror and dread stuff. Um really loved uh the Malvo character and the actor that played them. Really love Tom Christie and the Welshman that plays him. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sam and Katrina are good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, dudes. Thank you both. Yeah. We appreciate your continued involvement in this endeavor. Would you like to make any predictions for season seven? Well, since season six was obsession, Mm -hmm. season seven is probably... Carmen a hip-hopera? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There he made Kevin laugh. I've gotten everybody at least once this episode. Yeah! Uh, No, I think... Oh, God. You know what? This is my prediction for season seven. Uh... Obviously, they, Claire goes on trial, and it becomes like a really long, season-long, the second half of an episode of Law and Order. Oh, just bottle episode it's in the courthouse the whole it's time. It's ten episodes of like the trial of the century. Testimony. Yes. Uh, and then at the very end, uh, they all put scribes, on their masks. Scribes <laughs> rushing out to, you know, to the printing presses. Yeah. The to the onion. No, there's going to be, I think. Onion. I think. Onion. Because I think this is what seventeen seventy three is the year that this season was set in, or seventy four somewhere in there. It's yeah. we're like right before we're yeah. inching up on the war. Yeah. So like next season, I feel like is going to be a hundred cameos of like this like, is my friend Benjamin Franklin and yes George Washington. Yeah, again. it's going to be that oh my God. that I and it's fucking gonna, hate and a hundred a hundred attempts by them to change the future. And failing, or, or them being like, "Uh oh, if this thing doesn't happen, there won't be an America." So now we've got to get in there and like, oh yeah, do they this don't thing. want to change the future. They want to not die in a fire. That's true. You know what? That is changing the future. That's we true. Didn't die or in at a least fire. it's changing the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what was the name of the paper that was printed in? Oh <gasps> God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Get All me right. out of here. Is that your prediction then? Lunion. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, well, in just eighteen months or however long it's going to fucking be. No, they're in production now. It'll be sooner than that. Um, we'll find out when we talk about season seven, and then I'm going to scamper away and read these names into a microphone later because it's cool. already been two hours. Hell yeah! Bye bye. Oh. oh, thank you, gents. Thank you for watching the show. Yes, thank you. Our pleasure. Nah. You're welcome. (laughs) And that was the end of the podcast that you're listening to. Thank you for listening. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Podlander Presents and at Sickburn Jane and at Podlandercast and at Podgerton Bridgecast and probably other places eventually. But for right now, it's there. Uh, You can look for those handles also on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook.com slash PodLaterCast. You can also find us on Patreon, where you can support the show, get access to bonus episodes, our live crowdcast events, um, all kinds of fun shit, uh, our Slack. Yay, fun, lovely things. Uh, We want to thank all of our patrons, but especially the following wonderful people who, for June, made it possible for us to do this show with extra dollars 
So thank you too. Here we go. <clears throat> June 2022. Doc JWS. I saw Goody Parked with the Devil. Kelly Armstrong. Sydney Taylor. Jess Bree. Catspaw 156. Maddie Perkins. Snazenak. Lisa Brienne. Julia Gulia. Kathleen Martini. Lauren Tennant. Kelsey Kemp. Emily Day. Betsy English. Kaylin Reddick. Jen Collins. Ashley Teagason. Tina Barnett. Nicole Rodriguez. Kristen Freckle Fury. Laura Colm. Amelia Bazell. Liz and Tinkerbell. Stella Welch. Tori Halligan. Claire Feeney. Rochelle Defever. Amanda Smazza. Jerry Hurdle. Emily Carlson. Amy Gustafson. Rachel Townsend. Kelly Mazzella. Chantel Salters. Mary the Falling Statue. Tara Lucino. Viv Pickles, aka Laura. Mary of the Grapefruit. Jenna Polkowski. Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Kara Marlowe, Trish McCrary, Julie DeToy, Jen Lynn, Kelly Bond, Amanda Newton, and Kiki. The, the wise. wise. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back next week to talk about more dumb shit. Bye! Was that okay? Yes! Okay. Maybe just leave that part in too.